Stay tuned after the podcast to listen to me and my dad. This episode of the Nerdball Podcast is sponsored by Jake Paluski at Real JP Multimedia. He does the music for this podcast. He has produced this podcast. If you need anything audiovisual done, he is the man to see at realjp.com, R-E-E-L-J-P.com. Let's start the show. I'm Gary Allen. I am a phys ed teacher at Jerusalem Elementary, and I coach varsity football wide receivers at Perrysburg High School. And this is the Nerdball Podcast. This is the Nerdball Podcast with Lorenzo Melcher. All right, Gary, thanks for joining me on the podcast. Uh, before, I want to, you have, uh, I mean, you've done a lot. Um, but before I get that, one question I want to ask you is, how different was it being at a Division One school on a Friday night compared to, because you were at smaller schools. I've been, oh, I've been at smaller schools for, yeah, I got the biggest school I've ever coached at was Clay. Yeah. And even that pales in comparison to Perrysburg uh, with the size of the crowd and everything like that. Actually, my first varsity game at clay we played perrysburg yeah. and just looking around it's like oh, there's so many people <laughs> it was it was intimidating for me as a coach i couldn't even imagine what it'd be like for the kiddos but it was this past friday was pretty special seeing you know full capacity and how many people could actually be at the game yeah and for me i've been spoiled because i've only coached at perrysburg right i mean i coached junior high and but you don't expect a bunch of fans there anyway then it's just parents but to be in that environment, I've never. I went to Perrysburg and uh, graduated from there, and I've never seen a football game from the stands. Oh yeah. Um, I didn't go back for ten years. I didn't go watch a game because I knew I'd miss it, and until I started coaching. But it's, uh, it's, it was weird last year because yeah. of the fans, and we still had quite a few people. So I can't imagine, you know, just being weekly. I mean, I think someone made a comment I saw in a post on Facebook that one of the uh, Dublin players is like, man, can you imagine playing in front of all those kids, all the student section? Yeah, and I, I can, like some of the other schools I coached at, the smaller schools, I don't know how they would have reacted seeing that many people yeah. watching them play football. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not a dig, not, not a dig yeah. at all. It's just yeah. the, the there were it's more, where you're used to. Yeah, there were more people in the stands on Friday night than I'm sure were at the entire school. Oh, okay. I used to coach it. So yeah. just a little perspective there. <laughs> uh, okay, so did you grow up around here? I did not, no. Okay. I'm from Kalamazoo, Michigan, All born right. and raised. When did you, you find your way over here, though? So I moved, I played football at Defiance College. That's mm-hmm. what brought me to Ohio. I had a couple buddies from high school that I played football with. So um, they, they found you in Kalamazoo? Yeah. Oh, nice. And um, you know, went down to Defiance, played football, met my wife down there mm-hmm. early, so... After I graduated, I stuck around the area to kind of be by her, and she's from Oregon, so eventually we just moved up here. Yeah. So, so you played quarterback in high school. I was a well, I was a running back and receiver in high school until my senior year. Then I played quarterback, and 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 had some pretty good success at it. And then they recruited me as a quarterback down at Defiance. So yeah, let me let me ask you about that because Defiance is Division three. Yes. And. A lot of times, the the kids who play Division three like they just they want to like oh, yeah. really want to play football, right? Because there's no scholarships there, right? Did you know like, hey, I want to play college football like from your freshman year, or from wherever? When did you know you wanted to play college football? So I actually wanted to play baseball because I was a lot better baseball oh, player okay. until I had I realized that I'm not a bad football player. Yeah. Um, 
and yeah, one thing kind of led to another. Some baseball stuff, you know, it was fun, but it just it wasn't giving me the satisfaction as like the 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 how fast football was. Okay. Um, I just I fell in love with it, and then I realized that you know I might be able to play some college ball after this, and mm-hmm. you know I had some bigger schools. Everybody says, "Oh, they go play D one, this, that, whatnot." But I realized my limitations as a human yeah. wasn't going to allow me <laughs> to try to play Division One college football. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to play. I didn't want to go to school. I didn't want to sit and watch. I wanted to, to go to a place where I felt like I, an, I had an opportunity to make an impact as a freshman. And Defiance, I, I, I did. I was very fortunate to, to see the field a lot as a freshman. And at, yeah. at quarterback? Actually, so my first couple games was a quarterback. But I also was one of those guys that was told and I bought into if – I wanted to see the field as a freshman. Yeah. Special teams is where I had to go. Yeah. Um, so I was on kickoff, punt, punt return. I returned every punt and kick my freshman year as well. Um, and we had a senior quarterback that played. Um, he 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 paid his dues, so yeah. he was on the field. Um, and I was kind of his backup. Me and another freshman buddy of mine were kind of his backup. Um, and then two games into my my freshman year, they moved me to DB. Yeah. And so then I really started playing a lot more as a defensive back, still returning kicks and punts and on punt kick everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after my freshman year, they moved me back to quarterback to compete with another kid that while well, he's a sophomore, my we're the same grade. Yeah. Um, so we split time the first couple games and then they ended up moving me out to running back and receiver and, I mean, there was one game my sophomore year. I had like four tackles, returned two kicks, threw a touchdown pass, had a couple <laughs> rushes and and couple catches. So yeah. it's kind of whatever I could do to help the team out. Yeah, and that's uh, even at the high school level. And yeah. you've been coaching for a while, and we'll get to where you've been. But how important it is when we we as coaches talk to a kid like, if you want to play, um, we suggest it. We never say like you're going to play this position. Right. Um, but we strongly suggest play this position if you want to see the field and then leave it up to them. And nine times out of ten, the kid wants to play. Right. So they move. And but there's always that one time where it doesn't and you're and and you say, Hey, you know, we told you yes. you should do this. And maybe it happens later, maybe it doesn't, but but to hear that from you, like you want to be on the field and you literally played everywhere or yeah. anywhere they wanted you to. Because you wanted to play. I mean, you yeah. didn't show up to watch. I mean, yeah. I'm playing a lot of money to play football. <laughs> I wanna I wanna get on the field and play. Yeah, yeah. Did you go there with with anybody you knew? Defiance. So I had uh, my buddy Ryan Sloan was a year older than me. He was down there. He was an offensive lineman. Um, there's a couple of people from my conference that I knew of that oh, okay. I was, I, was I won't say I was buddies with, but I knew of them. And, yeah. Um, they recruited a lot of kids from Southwest Michigan, so we kind of had that that hey man, we grew up here. Let's let's bring Michigan down to Ohio yeah. and make it better and stuff like that. Yeah. So the, how was how was the recruiting process for you? Uh, it was. I mean, a lot of letters. Yeah. You, know, you get all these. That was before social media and all that stuff. I feel old saying that, but you get all these letters that make you feel so good and think you're so much better. Than I got, you I really got one are. from Boston College. Right? I'm like, Dad, look at this. There's <laughs> just like a questionnaire. <laughs> and then you're like, Yeah, I got recruited by Boston College, man. I go to the ACC or wherever they're at. Yeah. Uh, but it was. I mean, it was. It was different, obviously, because there were we a lot of VHS tapes. Yeah. Record yeah. <laughs> your highlights on the VHS tapes and send them out and. Spend all that time to get nothing back in return. Yeah. No. yeah. Did you have? Do you have siblings? I have an older brother and a younger sister. Yeah. So did your older brother play play football? Uh, he was more of a wrestler. Okay. He was about a hundred and thirty pound wrestler. Tried okay. to play guard. 
It was okay. I mean, I, I'm not. It's my brother. He knows his strengths and limitations as well. Yeah. He was a much better wrestler than a football player. My sister was a softball player. She was a pretty good softball player. Did they both get recruited anywhere? No, they were they were more academics. Okay. All so right. they got. They're both nurses now, and I'm oh, a teacher. Nice. So to put it in perspective, <laughs> <laughs> hey, you still got to go to school for it's a while, true. right? You it's still need true. a master's it's, degree. It's true. That's true. All right. Don't don't. Uh, down just because your 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 siblings are nurses don't downplay they, you. They always make the joke that you know they work in a hospital and I'm a gym teacher. And I'm like ah, whatever. I enjoy going to work. Every sure, day. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, the reason I asked you about your siblings is because when I was getting recruited, my parents. I have an older brother, but he didn't even, he didn't even finish high school, and my parents had no idea about recruiting or right. what to do, and I didn't either. And I think I missed some opportunities that I don't think I was ever going to play college football. I, I like to play football, but I didn't love it. Right, and. But I think I missed opportunities as far as like going on visits and and yeah. talking to these guys and you know hanging out with coaches or whatever you know. But yeah. I but but now I feel like it's so much easier for everything that right. kids kids are like almost forced into some of these things because it's the the accessibility is so easy. Right, and you said it perfectly. You don't you didn't love it, and yeah. even at any level of college football, you have to love it because the commitment level mm-hmm. at Division three and Division one are. The same. It's the same. Yeah. It's the exact same. We have our meetings at five o'clock in the morning. It's 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 a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, I love and and I always tell kids like when they talked about did you pick college? Because I mean everybody asked me. That. There was one guy um, at work a few days ago. It was just a park user, and he, he said he didn't ask me if I played. He goes, "Where did you play?" <laughs> and I'm like, "I know I'm six two, but I was like, I didn't play anywhere. I played high school, you know." But but I tell kids like. I didn't. I like playing football. I love coaching. Right. You know, and that's why we we'll, we do it seven days a week right. during season. You know, but but it's it's a you have to love it. And see, what's crazy is that like I went to Defiance, which is a small school, yeah. and the crowd on Friday at Perrysburg High School was more people that came to my <laughs> college game, which is it's that's why it's like I couldn't I couldn't imagine trying to play in front of that many people, let alone a 15, 16 year old kid. Yeah. Yeah, you have to have a really focus into the game. I was talking to a couple of players on Friday, like, "Yeah, this is pretty cool. All these people are here to watch you, but we still got a job we need to do." Yeah. And inside, I'm like, "Oh man, I better not mess this call up." Yeah, can I tell you? Uh, I think we, you know, I, I was watching film and I go, "Man, I don't remember make." I was like, "Did I make make up or miss that call?" But then I got to remember, like, "Oh, I don't do it all the time." But it is, it is uh, nerve wracking, especially when you half hear a play because yeah. it is loud or someone saying something to Mike and I'm right. Like, what, was it? what did he say? <laughs> what <are you> saying? <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Um, so, so you, you, like you said, you're a gym teacher now. Yeah. Uh, when did you decide? Like, I want to, I want to teach. So my, <laughs> my freshman, year, I'm laughing. So my freshman year I came in I had no idea what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to play football. Um, so I was like, you know, I'd, you know, I don't want to interrupt you, but that, that happens so often. Yep. And it's, it's, to me, it's frustrating because yeah. I didn't know what I wanted to do, and I wasted twenty thousand dollars. Right? You know? Yeah. So I was like, I want to be a teacher. I want to be a gym teacher. You know what? Let's get it. I, that sounds like fun. Health yeah. and phys ed. Let's party. So I started taking classes my freshman year, and one of the professors made the made the the saying that like, there's only one teach phys ed teacher per school. Uh-huh. So, every, you know, every, all of you want to be want to be phys ed teachers. What's going to make you stand out? And it's like, oh man, that's intimidating. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? Being a guy, why not go elementary education? Yeah. Like, I like working with kids. Yeah. You know, this was back when I was 18 years old. And it's like, you know what? That sounds like fun. 
no dudes in the class. Yeah. I mean, I had a couple. There was a couple guys in the class, eventually. But I switched over to elementary education was my major, um, and then I just realized that this is what I, I want to be around this age kids. Yeah, yeah. And um, I actually graduated with my degree in elementary education, early childhood education. Got mm-hmm. my K three license. Um, my first teaching job was a kindergarten teacher, mm-hmm. um, which was the best and worst experience of my <laughs> professional life. Where was that? Or you don't want to say? I was a charter school in South okay. Toledo. Okay. Um, those kids need, they, 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 they needed a male role model. Okay. And I wore that mantra like Superman. Like, yeah. let's, this is awesome. Like I'm, I'm truly making a difference with these kids. Um, but man, it was hard. Yeah. <laughs> man, it was really hard. Was it hard just because they were kindergartners? That or and just the environment. The environment. Okay. Um, the pay sucked too, but you yeah. don't. You're not a teacher for the money, at least to start off with. Yeah. And it, <laughs> and it's just it was it was so emotionally draining because you you see these stories on TV about these you know these gunfights and all this stuff and mm-hmm. you realize, man. Oh my gosh, that was one of my kids' parents. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. dude, it's it's nuts. Um, so I was there for three years, um, but our phys ed teacher at the charter school left and went to Las Vegas. And I'm like, dude, this sounds awesome. Like, charter schools, you don't necessarily need the licensure of your your subject. Uh-huh. So I was like, I can, I got some phys ed credits on my my transcript. So yeah. I ended up taking a supplemental pathway to the Ohio Department of Education to get my phys ed license. Okay. And that's the rest is history. Yeah. And I think they, I was fortunate enough to get that job at the, as a phys ed teacher at the charter school. Mm-hmm. And but that was when it was, it was really awesome. Cause now it's not, I'm not sitting here, you know, with just the five year olds. I got K through eight, oh, all yeah. these kids, and I, I can build those relationships with them and be, and be that role model that I wanted to be. And I thought I did it pretty well with the kids. I see some of them like they play at, at Scott and Start. Some of them are oh, seniors. Nice. Some of them are seniors now. Oh, and wow. it's like, man, it's so cool to see like, dude, I remember when you were in fourth grade, you were a little turd. Now, <laughs> now you're killing it. It's 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 yeah. really cool. That, do you was it difficult do, teaching that wide, like kindergarten through eighth grade? Because I went to a Catholic grade school where it was K to eight and the gym teacher it was the same there. Like yeah. they, she taught all of us. Yeah. It, I mean, at first it was tough because I went straight from eighth graders and my next class was kindergartner. Yeah. So I had to go like, Hey man, you know, the, the mess around and then, Oh, you're out using boo-boos. <laughs> like, Oh, you know, you go from one extreme to another, yeah. but um, you, yeah, I found out that I didn't have to change my mentality with the eighth graders to the kindergartners that much mm-hmm. because a lot of those kindergartners had older siblings and, it was, and I knew some of them from being, you know, in the classroom. Yeah. So, yeah, it wasn't that much. You get used to it. Yeah. Did uh, did you get a job right out of college? I actually got a job as a sports and fitness director at a YMCA right out of college. Oh, okay. At the, in Defiance, so it's like. Oh, really? Yeah, it was pretty. I actually had started working full time two days after I graduated. Oh wow! Which was awesome. Yeah, yeah. It so, was really so you went- cool. From playing four years of football, yeah, going to school, and then hopping right into hopping it. right into it, yeah. it right in the, in the town that I you know learned grew to love as yeah. Defiance, and yeah. so I still I got to know the the adults in Defiance, not just the not just the college kids. So yeah. it was it was pretty cool. Um, wh- I so my my uh, my grandparents live in Hamler, mm-hmm. and we would go to Defiance all the time. Uh, where would you like to eat in Defiance? Oh God, I don't even think it's there anymore. 
Uh, Kistner's was good. That was a good place to eat. Was there a Ponderosa there? There was a Ponderosa. Yeah, that's right. I wasn't sure if that was there in Napoleon, but oh, we used to go yeah. to Ponderosa all the time. I used time. to love going to Ponderosa <laughs> until I got was an adult and had to actually pay for it and realized, oh my God, this is disgusting. <laughs> this is, as a kid, dude, I would smash some Ponderosa. Yeah, yeah. But then I remember my freshman year, it's like, dude, let's go to Ponderosa. And they're like, what do you mean, Ponderosa? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, all right, let's go check it out. And it's like, this is not the same as when I was a kid. <laughs> So, so you started working at the YMCA. Yep. Um, when did you? And you're with your your dating right now. Your current wife. Yeah. At the time, yep. we got engaged in 2010. And when you? Yeah. Gra- <laughs> <laughs> I like that. We got engaged in 2010. I don't have any fact checkers right now. So, <laughs> um, so <laughs> and um, I graduated 08. You graduated graduate in 2008. Okay. Okay, and so you're working at Dwight. When when did you? Because I know you did MMA stuff, and I know you did the, um, the uh, the football. Um. I played some indoor football. Yeah. Okay. So what's the timeline here? So, so after college, my senior year, I hurt my shoulder, and everybody says, "Oh, I'd have played pro ball if I didn't hurt my knee." Yada yada yada. <laughs> That's not one of these stories. Okay, okay. No, I hurt my. I I separated my shoulder. My two games left in my senior year, and uh, was. My hometown, Kalamazoo, Michigan, had just gotten an indoor football team. Mm-hmm. And the plan was always, you know, at, at, just like everybody after college, go home and raise your family at home. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so when I saw that they had a, an a indoor football team, it's like, dude, that, that sounds awesome. Yeah. So I signed up to go for the tryout and was fortunate enough that they chose me. Like, hey, man, you know, if you could really make this work, we'd love to have you. I understand you still live in Defiance. This is before I graduated. And what's the distance between? Uh, Calum's is about two and a half hours. Okay. Um, So they were like, yeah, man, we'd like to have you on the team. Um, But we can understand if you don't want to because of the distance. You know, you're still in school. It's like, no, I'll give it a try. So I used to drive up a couple of times a week, two and a half hours to make the practices. Yeah. It was awesome. First time, I mean, going against guys that went to like Toledo and Eastern Michigan, and there was one guy that went to K College. So him and him and I were the only Division three guys in the team. But what made me comfortable with it is that we competed. Yeah, like we actually competed against guys that played Division one football. And they wanted you to play quarterback? No, I was a receiver. Okay. I couldn't. Right. I hurt my shoulder. I wasn't was able awesome. to throw. Yeah. Okay. So I was a much better receiver because I played it my sophomore, junior, and senior year. Um, I was a backup quarterback here and there. I okay. mean, I don't know if I even went in my senior year as a quarterback. Um, but yeah, I, and I I felt more comfortable as a receiver. Yeah. They had like a guy that was like 33 years old playing quarterback. Like uh-huh. I'm not gonna try to. I'm good, man. Yeah. I'm still young and fast. And and uh, but I remember you know speaking of thinking I'm young and fast. The very first time we actually had some sort of like scrimmage, inner squad scrimmage. I ran a, a slant route yeah. and just absolutely dusted this corner. It's like, oh, man, this is awesome. This is wide open. I'm going to catch it. The quarterback hit me right in the hands. I caught it and turned up field and just absolutely got blasted. <laughs> it's like, where'd this backer come from? This, because in on a 53-and-a-half-yard field, you're yeah. like, I, there's plenty of space. Yeah. And this Mike backer dropped and just, I thought I was dead. I was like, oh, my. He stuck his helmet right in my was chin. Was this at practice? This is at practice. <laughs> oh, it's like, oh, wow, okay. I need to. I gotta make, I gotta figure this out. Um, and it was a good time. I played with them for for a few games, um, but once I ended up getting my job at Defiance, you know, making, you know, making having an actual salary yeah, instead yeah. of getting like a hundred bucks a game or whatnot. So yeah. This isn't. Sorry, guys. Yeah. So, yeah. 
So, so that wasn't a very, that was a short lived. It was very, yeah, it was short lived. It was short lived. Um, cause then once down in defiance, I was like, all right, cool. This is with my job and say, like, this is pretty cool. You know, yeah. I got a weekly, you know, bi weekly paycheck. This is making you know, Adult 600, life. 600 bucks every two weeks. Like, hanging oh, out in defiance. Making her, <laughs> making her, <laughs> hanging out in defiance. Yeah. So uh, how long were you there before you got that teaching job, the first teaching job? I was at Defiance. I worked at the, the YMCA from 08 to 2010. 20, oh, okay. F- the right. fall of 2010 was my first my first year teaching. Okay. And so, so you got a job that year. Um, uh, allegedly, you got engaged that year. <laughs> July uh, 3rd, 2010 <laughs> is when I got engaged. All right. Well, I remember the exact date. <laughs> She'll be happy. <laughs> uh, quick, when's your anniversary? July 23rd. 2011. There you go. Celebrate our 10 year anniversary. Oh, so you year. so you were engaged a year. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. But you had been dating a while. We were we started dating December 1st, 2005. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we were. My wife and I were engaged two years, but we only we were before we got married. We were four years before we got married. Yeah. We were five. So, yeah, ten years. Man, yeah. it, it's crazy because how fast everything goes. Yeah. I because I, just like talking about all the stuff that happened, and you're not even. Married right. yet, right? You know, up to this point, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's dead. Yeah, yeah. So, so you get a job at a charter school. Um, where, where have you taught? So, I was ever? at oh. the charter school for three years. Okay, I was at Cardinal Stretch for two years, and then this is my seventh year in Oregon City Schools as a teacher. So, three, three different schools. Okay, I was talking to Paul Patterson mm-hmm. about his teaching, and he said. He wished he had taught at at a I don't say state school, but for the for the Opers or mm-hmm. Ersters. Um, because he taught I think he said he taught at Central. Yeah. Um, for a while. And then he thinks about like, man, the years that that, yeah. that weren't there. It's you know? yeah. It's and it's And it, you were only a, a what, four or something that you said? Two two or five years. Five years, yeah. yeah. I was yeah. five years at and but see I was fortunate enough that Oregon honored all five of my years. Oh nice. I, yeah, came in. That's cool. So Yeah. Cause that's what I think now. Like I, I've been, I've been in Opers for eight years, mm-hmm. and I'm like, man, if I if I was lucky enough to get one of these jobs when I was young, yeah. like my dad, my dad retired when he was fifty because he worked nice. thirty one years at GM, you wow. know, and and I, and I, so I try to tell. We just hired a, a high school student for the Metro Parks, mm-hmm. uh, and they're allowed to they're allowed to work so many hours. But I told him like, if you get in here when you're eighteen, right, it's awesome, yeah. for you, you know, and and that's why I try to tell kids like every once they're their dream job is right. right away, right? I've been I've been in this job that I love for eighteen months, right? You know, and I'm thirty six. Yep. So it, it happens when it happens. And after college, at working at the YMCA, I I still love. I don't if they listen to this, they can know I loved my job. Yeah. I yeah. I, I thought I was like this. I could do this forever. Yeah. But making like twenty thousand dollars a year. It's <laughs> yeah, like yeah. You and out of college, it's like, dude, this is awesome, man. Yeah. But then it's like I want to raise a family and a yeah. mortgage. It's like, well, I can't. There's, and there and there's some that. jobs for that, and, and yeah. I think may, and I don't know maybe that job or there's other jobs where like yeah we get these kids right out right out of college and we know every two or three years we had to replace them mm-hmm. that's just the nature of the job yeah right so so you you've been at, at Oregon schools for seven years this is my seventh year yeah okay and always always elementary yep. kids All, same school elementary phys ed Jerusalem elementary yeah it's I I absolutely adore it I love it do you change from year to year do you do you change um, probably I would imagine a little bit on, on what you teach and how you teach yeah. or has it been pretty much the same? No, it's I mean it's same ideas uh-huh. but I find a bunch of cool different games that I want to play with the kids that I, that I see can can reach the same goal yeah like i want to show them how to 
I don't know. I want to teach them how to jump. Right. right. Yeah. Or yeah, you know, different fitness games or yeah. different, um, you know, locomotor skills moving from one spot to another. There's different ways you can accomplish that yeah. that aren't just, hey, why don't you skip from one line to another? Mm-hmm. No, we're going to play this cool toilet tag game where yeah. you you have to skip around. And if you get tagged, you have to take a knee and put one knee up and put a hand to the side like you're a toilet. <laughs> in order to get back in, another friend has to come and sit on your lap and flush the toilet. So, like, it, it sounds silly, but it's so much fun. And watching the kids react when I'm telling them that, they're like, we have to do what? <laughs> yeah, go. And then watch them run around and play. They're actually doing it, even with, like, the fourth grade kids. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's a blast. Like, but like, how how many jobs do you have that you can do stuff like that? Yeah. That's why yeah. I. I mean, I'm not trying to suck up or whatnot. I love love going into work every day. Yeah. Well, it's, now that the school year is going to start, so yeah, it was especially too when there's there's a lot of jobs that the nature of the job is your boss tells you what to do. Yeah. Which, you know, but a lot of jobs or like especially teaching is you yeah. for the most part. Yeah. You got to follow this list of stuff. Correct. But you can figure out how to get to these points. Exactly. Yeah. Like the state, and, the state gives you your standards and benchmarks. Mm-hmm. You figure out how to teach that content and assess yeah. that content and submit it back to the state. Yeah. So, and that, that's gotta be what makes it awesome too is, oh, yeah. you know, you're in charge of, oh, of yeah. these classes. Oh yeah. Yeah. And also, uh, is it at any point and maybe you're past that now at any point is like, Oh man, it's kind of scary. I got to figure this out. I mean, it's always like that when you, when I, well, I shouldn't say always like that. It was like that initially, Mm -hmm. but like I said, I've been teaching, I've been in the classroom for 11 years now. Mm -hmm. So it all kinds of like, all right, I've seen a lot being at the charter school, the Catholic school, and now the public school. Like I've seen the genre, the wide ranges of human, I should say. Like I've, I've seen the. You know the the worst of the worst, and I've seen the best of the best, mm-hmm. and everything in the middle. But so. e- even saying that, every year there's like, oh, oh yeah. I've never done, I've oh, never yeah. that before. Yep. Oh yeah, there's sometimes where it's like, ah, oh, that was that was interesting. That was a new one. Yeah, <laughs> put that in my diary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's that little thing on the ground right there for the kindergarten? Class? Oh, why does it smell like oh, that? Oh no, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's clean it up. But see, but see, part of that too is raising kids. Yeah. Like that, that lends to you being able to sweep stuff under the rug. Yeah. Not, ne- not necessarily say that, but be able to like deal with it quickly and move right. on. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, nice. <laughs> um, but I, I do want to talk to you about uh, your MMA stuff that you oh. did. Right. So, how long was that? So, I a- first started training. Now, mind you, I want to make it very clear. I don't train or fight anymore. Like, yeah, I can't. Yeah. I, I just. I don't. We don't have to talk about it if you don't want to. No, no, no. I love okay. it. Okay. It was awesome. <laughs> it's because a lot of people, they meet me and they're like, oh, my God, you used to do that? It's not oh, something. So, so they're like, show me something? Yeah. yeah okay. And I'm like, like one of my teachers, one of the teachers I work with had no idea because I didn't really broadcast it at sure, school. Yeah. Like, whatever. It's what I, what I used to do. And she found a picture of me online just. I mean, 50 pounds ago, cutting yeah. weight, like I was had all these muscles that were bulging out and whatnot. And she's like, oh, my God, Gary, this is you? What? Let me see. It's, no, hold on a second. <laughs> this isn't me anymore. I'm not going to run around without my shirt on. That's yeah. kind of awkward. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> no, so back to when you were talking about how my I was playing arena football or indoor football yeah. and whatnot. So after I stopped doing that, as a competitor, I needed something to do. Yeah. Like I just, you know, the YMCA basketball wasn't doing it for me. I needed that that sense of competition where there's an accomplishment at the end. And um, this one, one of our, our members at the Y brought in and was like, hey, man, check this out. I had a fight last night. I'm like, 
fight. Like, what? So he showed me this video of him in a cage. It's like, dude, that's <laughs> that looks awesome. Yeah. Like I'm not a fighter. That that doesn't look like it's fun to fight, but yeah. dude, that's pretty that's cool. cool. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, dude, you should come by and train sometime. And I'm like. Uh, all right why not i got nothing else to do now have you ever before this ever took classes fought no. wrestled i wrestled nothing. a little bit in junior high okay but nothing nothing <laughs> no i played basketball in high school my dad was probably upset about that because my dad wanted me to wrestle oh, okay i want to play basketball <laughs> and uh so I, i'm like you know i'm pretty pretty young and athletic still yeah. still pretty fit and uh so i went to the gym to work on it i'm like you know, try to use just my raw athleticism and this one guy who was like he couldn't have been more than 115, 120 pounds. They put me up to wrestle with them or to yeah. spar with them. And I'm like, dude, really? Like, I'm 190 pounds. I'm going to, like, you really want me to do this, this guy? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, yeah, come on, come on. And he's got, like, he's all nerded out. And it's like, all right, all right. So I go in to, like, try to grab him. And he, I don't remember what he does. But next thing I know, I'm on my back being choked with his legs. And I'm like, what is going on? Stop, stop, please stop doing this. Wait, why would they let you do that? Dude, I, and it was like, oh, my God. Like, if if this guy, if this unassuming guy can do this yeah. with this training, imagine what I can do with yeah. – I mean, that sounds arrogant, but, no, but if I can do – if I can learn what this guy does, yeah. this could be a lot more fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I ended up training there. Take, like that right there was a wake up call. Like, dude, this is pretty sweet. Yeah. Never wanted to think I was getting a fight. Never, never in my mind was like, I'm going to step into a cage and actually fight another human. And, uh, so I was training about probably eight months, you know, feeling good about myself. And, uh, a buddy of mine from the Y decided to start a promotion and having his first fight be in defiance. Oh, really? And I'm like, dude, what? He's like, yeah, man, I want you to, I want you to fight on it. You know, a lot of people here, it could be good for ticket sales. I'm like, sure. How long have you been training? About nine months. Okay. Okay. Yep. About nine months. Because it was October, 2009 when my first fight was, was it 2009? Yeah. Um, and I started training. Yeah. Right around December of 08. And, uh, yeah, man, I went out there against a wrestler and thinking like I'm, I feel good, you know. I'm, I'm cutting down to 185 pounds, like you know, whatever it was. I had to lose like five pounds, and yeah. you realize after you know scraping, you know, you sweat long enough, you lose that. And uh, so I remember going out there like this is cool. My family's here. This place is packed. Like this is crazy. Yeah. Like I'm good. If I'm like if I'm gonna win, I'm gonna do a backflip in the middle of the cage. <laughs> like yeah, let's do this. <laughs> And I remember watching him train backstage and thinking, this guy looks so much bigger and stronger than me. Oh, my God. What am I getting myself into? And we come out and, you know, we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we, you know, we, we I'm actually looking, you know, they, they shut the cage door behind me. And then I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> what am I doing in here? Like, I, I, I can't do this. Like, there's no, I can't do this at all. I'm like, no, 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 no. And uh, we come out and we touch gloves and. Then instinct kicks in. All my training was gone. I just oh, want to no. survive. <laughs> you know, you talk about breathing and staying calm and whatnot. No way. Like, he shoots in to try to take me down. I'm just sitting here just, like, trying to rabbit punch him somewhere. And and we stand back up. And literally 10 seconds into the fight, we stand back up. And I realize, oh, I can't breathe. Oh, I'm no. so tired. I'm so tired. Um, but fortunately, he was feeling the same way. And... He tried to shoot in from super far away, and I stuck my hand on his forehead and just 
punched him right square in the face yeah. and kind of rocked him back and jumped onto it. And I don't know if I was hitting him very hard, but I ended up hitting him enough times that the referee stopped the fight. And I ended up winning, and I get up, and it's like, this is the greatest feeling in the world. Did you do your backflip? No, God, no. <laughs> I was lucky to even walk. I thought I was going to blow my knee out trying to walk. My legs were so yellowy. And how long were you guys in there fighting? I'm a minute and a half. <laughs> <laughs> minute and a half. But it felt like an hour. Sure, yeah. And uh, I step out of the cage, and everybody's like, oh, awesome, awesome, awesome. I get backstage or get back uh, to the locker room, and I'm like, this is amazing. I want to keep doing this. That's It's the coolest feeling ever. Yeah. I need to learn how to control myself because that adrenaline dump went from the highest of highs to I can't move my legs. I can't yeah. remember what I'm doing. And if I go against some higher level, not to say that the first guy wasn't good. Yeah. yeah. But once I start going to get some higher level competition, there's I, I would die. Like I would I would get I not not only would I get embarrassed, but it, I could seriously get hurt if I don't learn how to control my breathing and stay calm in these situations. Yeah. And like what's fascinating is that the skills that I learned from doing MMA and jujitsu and martial arts has helped me be a better human, yeah. helped me be a better man because in certain situations, you just learn how to, okay, I need to stay calm because if this happens and I need to do this, if this happens, I need to do this. Mm-hmm. Like there was a situation last night, my family and I were getting ice cream and, um, we hear this lady scream and I'm not making this up. This was, it's nuts. We hear this lady scream from, we're sitting at a, at a bench part at a bench and this lady screams from over by there. And she's like, why did you hit me? Give me my phone. And instinctively I just emptied my pockets and I you know, move to the other side of the, of our, our table, you know, so I can keep my kids safe. Oh, yeah, yeah. And thinking, okay, if I have to do something, then I need to make sure they're safe first, and then let's figure this out. Um, but, and that was yesterday. Yeah. And I haven't, yeah. I haven't trained in years, but it's that. It's that, in your mindset. Yeah, that mindset, like, you don't get too high and you don't get too low. You kind of just stay right in the middle because there's there might be something that you need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and that if you get too high, then you know you lose all sense of what you need what you need well, to. Well, like do. your first fight, exactly. Yeah. And then after after my first fight, I realized that you know I think I have the skills to to do well right now. Obviously, you still need to get better. Um, and then my second fight, I've actually moved up a weight class. Um, to 205 and i've ne- i at this point i never weighed more than 195 pounds yeah um and that's actually what won me my second fight because i was able to keep my mind in it and you know, i went against this big muscular dude and i just ended up wearing him down mm-hmm. and he got so tired from trying to throw all these haymakers that by the end of the fight i can literally just like i literally pushed him over jumped on and hit him like three times and he was done. How'd you, you after your first fight? You realized, like, man, I got to do something about yeah. this adrenaline. What What was your plan? Like, what'd you do to try to? fix So it? actually, my my coaches that were training with me, they kept saying because they said they knew about it right away. They knew that because they could see it in my eyes yeah. that you know you just have you're tense. So every every submission move that I was in in practice, they talked me through it and said, you know, you just you learn through you know getting choked. That if you're getting choked, your instinct is to tense your whole body up and you know mm-hmm. try to fight it, and you're not going to fight it. There's different techniques that you need to do, like you know tucking your chin in, breaking the grip, yeah. all that stuff um, that you need to stay focused to do, or you're going to go unconscious. Yeah. 
Um, so just that constant repetition and me in my mind, knowing that this was my goal that I wanted to achieve while doing this. And it took a while. I mean, there's still, I mean, it's not like it, it, I'm perfect at sure. it or whatnot, yeah. but it's helped me. I mean, even in the classroom too, it's helped me stay calm in different yeah. situations, especially at the charter school. Yeah. Um, but just me knowing in my mind that this was what I wanted to accomplish. And I think I got to it. Yeah. Um, so how many fights did you have in your career? Uh, let's see. I won my second fight, lost my third. That sucked. My wife wasn't too happy about that. Well, and you yeah. think, too, yeah, you think too, that you're 2-0. You're like, I'm never going to lose. And that's the thing, man, is yeah. that I realized that after that fight that I was all, I was kind of too calm Okay. Um, going in because they brought in a guy from New York, um, and he was he was a monster. Um, and... I was. I remember backstage, like kind of laughing and joking and whatnot. And I wasn't. I was, not. I'm not making excuses, um, but I just wasn't as as laser focused as I should have been. Mm-hmm. And we come. I, I I remember the fight vividly. We came. Well, now I do after going back and watching it. <laughs> but uh, we came out, and the, you know, he's he's a big wrestler. He threw me down a couple of times, and that's when I realized, oh crap! Like, I can't get up from this guy. This guy's a lot better than what everybody else oh, I thought yeah. was. So. Uh, and he kicked my leg. Getting kicked in the leg sucks. Oh yeah, that sucks bad. Nobody does. Nobody realizes. I would rather get punched in the face a hundred times really? than kicked in the leg. Oh, because wow. when you get kicked in the leg in the fight, you don't feel it until you try to step and plant. Mm. And then it's like, oh, I have no power in my punches now. I can't shoot in. Because, or it's just it sucks. Um, so we came out second round. At the first round, I thought he won. I didn't win the first round because he wrestled me fairly good. Second round, we come out. I remember we touched gloves and then we back up and I hit him with a one-two square. Just, you know, jab, you know, jab, right cross, just square. I'm like, oh, my God, I got this guy. So I went in for the kill right away, and I came in straight at him, and he threw up a lazy hook, and it caught me right in the butt and dropped me. Oh, really? Yeah, dropped me. Um, It's called a flash knockout, so you're out, but once you hit the ground, you jump back to it. So I was out. Once I hit the ground, I jumped back to it. He came down and hit me two more times. Referee stopped the fight. I remember getting up all frustrated like dude why'd you stop it why'd you stop it but then going back and watching it's like "Mm, yeah i'm glad he stopped it (laughs) i'm glad he stopped it what's Um, it feel like to i mean that was a the flash knockout uh you know the thing is is after the emotions of all of it the only reason i remember those details is because i watched watched actually went back and watched it Uh um but i remember the last thing i remember actually remember from that fight was touching gloves in the second second oh really yeah um he got me. He won. And yeah. I, I remember I remember that I was giving the referee and the commission a hard time because I didn't want to stop the I don't want I didn't think this fight should have been stopped. Yeah, yeah. Of course it should have been. The referee's job is to keep me safe. Yeah. And yeah. that would have been really bad if he didn't stop the fight. But then I the the next thing I remember after touching gloves was I had my hand my hands in my head and I was looking down backstage and I remember like sitting up and thinking why are my hands taped up right now? Mm-hmm. Why do I have gloves on? And then panic set in. Who are all you people right oh, around really? me? Like, then it was like, where's my wife? Where? Or, uh, yeah, we were married at the time. I said, where's my wife? No, we weren't married. Oh, I'm gonna get in trouble <laughs> for this one. <laughs> but it's like, where's my family? Get, get me, Cindy. Yeah. I need her here. Yeah. Wait, just get you people. Get away from me. I need her to calm me down. And then she came back crying. Of course, I just lost. My parents yeah. were there because they saw me get knocked out in front of a bunch of people. And then uh, it's like, okay, I'm okay. That's what, okay. Yeah. All right, life is good. Like, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Wow. Um, but what that fight taught me is that instead of going straight in for the kill, create angles. 
Like if, oh, I, if okay. I'd have stepped to the side and created the angle, that punch made it might have clipped my nose or might have clipped my forehead, but it wouldn't have got me in the button. What well, did did you feel? Because because when I watch UFC, it's it's uh, when they hit somebody, they stagger. Did that guy stagger at all, or did he... I thought? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. I was like, I got this guy. This guy's. I'm going in for the kill, man. Like I popped him square. Yeah. But I, I hit him straight on instead of at the side. So. You know, very few people get actually knocked out from getting punched in like the nose or the yeah. teeth. It just it staggers them back. It's those other punches that come in that make that head shift for your brain to actually hit your skull to make yeah. you go unconscious. Yeah. Um. So I remember doing that to go in for the kill, and nope, <laughs> didn't really work out very well for me. But good news, I didn't lose a fight since then. All right. So so what was your record? <laughs> so I was after? two two and one at the time. Um. Then went and fought, moved up in a weight class a few months later. Uh, fought another big guy from Toledo. He was a boxer. That was my fa- one of my favorite fights because backstage, I was even telling the kids at Perrysburg about this, that backstage he was training with boxing gloves on. He was warming up with boxing gloves, and it's like, okay, I'm, I know I'm going to beat you now because you got boxing gloves on for an MMA fight. Yeah. So I came out, and I did a front kick right to his chest. Just kind of front kicks are more like to, to create space yeah, and whatnot. Yeah. But I did this front kick to his chest, and his eyes in the middle of the cage got so big, and I'm like, you are mine. <laughs> so I started kicking his legs. He had no idea how to defend it. Got him up against the cage. He didn't know how to pummel off or you know use the cage. I was just kneeing his thigh. and you know The same thing we talked about earlier, how getting kicked in the legs sucks yeah, so bad. Yeah. My knee was swollen up. My knee was swollen from how many times I was kneeing him oh, in the wow. thigh. And then it's like, okay, I'm done kneeing him in the thigh. I got I create a separation and then just start throwing flurries. He threw a lazy takedown. I shot and I pushed it off. Ended up taking him down and choking him out in like a minute and a half, two minutes. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> but that was one of those things where it's like, I you're a boxer, dude. Like bo- boxing and MMA are so different. They're yeah. they're both they're they're so different. That's why you see some of these MMA fighters try to box and get smoked, and these boxers try to fight MMA and get smoked. So yeah. it's two completely different sports. So that's why I knew that when this guy's wearing boxing gloves, all right, bro, <laughs> it's about to be done. <laughs> um, See, so yeah, I was two there. I was two and three and one then. Then I went down to Bell Fountain, um, down the sticks down there, and fought another guy. He came out, had a big old sword tattoo on his chest. Yeah. <laughs> Super nice guy. But yeah, dude had a huge sword tattoo. I remember in that fight, I punched, I counted, and I'll show you the video. I punched this guy like 73 times before the referee stopped the fight. Really? Yeah. Because this was his hometown. He was supposed to be, he was down there, and yeah, 70, wow. 73 times before they stopped the fight. And it's not like they're sitting your haymakers. Sure. But like, yeah. All right, buddy. Like, <laughs> stop like the fight now, man. Or yeah. 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 So four and one then. Then I fought a guy, uh, another guy in Fos- out of Fostoria. For a t- that was my first title. For oh god, I wish I could remember the promotion. But he was the champion. It was his hometown. That was actually my favorite fight out of all of them. Yeah, because he uh, he was good. He was five and one. I was four and one, and uh, he was a really good wrestler. And he came out first first round. We come out and and I had to, my weighed one seventy. First oh, wow. fight, cutting down to one. I had been 170 pounds since my junior year in high school. Yeah, and uh, we uh, you know, first he's a wrestler. So first round we came out, I had a lot better skills since my first wrestler fight. And uh, he kept trying to wrestle me. He took me down one time. I got back up, and then I was just going to town, dotting him up here and there. First round I won handily. Second round, and I'm not tired. I felt mm-hmm. great. Second round came out, 
and uh, he took me down, held me down. So we're going into the third round, one 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 round to one round. And uh, I'm like, I gotta, I gotta, you know, we're his hometown. I gotta finish this guy, man. I gotta, oh, I gotta yeah. choke him out or knock him out or something. Cause if we goes to the decision in his hometown, there's no way I'm gonna win. Yeah. And uh, he, we come out. I, he's exhausted in the corner. So I'm like, I got this. I'm gonna go out and just flurry him right off the bat. I throw a looping overhand right. He shoots in and slams me down. It's like, ah. Oh, <laughs> so we start grappling a little bit more and uh, I end up standing back up. And he shoots in for another takedown. So I knee him in the gut. And that hurt. Neck standing right there. Grab his neck. Here. Oh, and spits geez. his mouth guard out. And he taps out. It's like, oh, so awesome. <laughs> I ended up winning that one, too. That was my favorite one. Did you get a belt and everything? Oh, yeah. It's hanging yeah. up in my basement. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> hanging up in my basement. <laughs> yep. And then I had uh, two more fights after that. My next fight was uh, they brought in a guy from Canada. So in, in, in amateur MMA... And especially in Ohio, since it's actually sanctioned, I had to get a license. You have to get a license and all this oh, blood okay. work, and like it's 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 awesome. Um, but they also match you up based on records. And I you know, was six and one at the time. Yeah, five and one, six and one at the time. So to try to find other amateurs with a similar record than me at my weight class was difficult. So they found a guy out of Canada that used to fight in Ohio, and they brought him down. And he actually came up a weight class, and I stayed at one seventy. And he was talking all this smack online. I'm like, oh, and he's a good, real good jujitsu guy. And uh, so I'm like, I'm gonna smack this dude around. So then we go, we go out to touch gloves, and he doesn't want to touch gloves. So I look yeah. like an, an idiot in the middle of the cage, sure. going like this, and he waves it off. It's like, oh, dude, come on, man, touch my freaking glove. Let's show some respect. And then two minutes into the first round, I throw an overhand right and break my hand. Oh wow! Yeah, and I knew you right know, away, okay, yeah. right away. And I shake, I start shaking it, and I'm like, I can't let this guy know. And for end of the first round comes out and my coach is like, I tell him like, dude, I broke my hand, man. Like, I, I, I can't, I can't make a fist with my right hand. I'm right handed. He's like, well, what do you want to do? He's like, do you want to quit? Do you want to quit on us right now in front of all these people? And I'm like, no. He's like, the throw kicks and lefts. So I'm like, all right, I can do that. So if we come out and I'm like, all right, I gotta try, gotta try to to let him know this doesn't hurt. And this guy comes out and instinctively I'm just like da, 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 just throwing all these imagine. punches rights oh, yeah. and lefts yeah. and every single time I connect with the right hand I feel it and it yeah. hurts so bad it hurts so bad uh, but I had you know good story I ended up winning the fight by unanimous decision uh, but went to the doc- hospital right away they cut mm-hmm. my glove off had a pin stuck in my hand for six months oh and, wow how bad was it? Like, was there a lot of breaks or just one? No, just one. Boxers fractured my first metacarpal. But with the funny thing about that is we just bought our first house. Yeah. So I had to sign all the paperwork left Oh, jeez. And then when, <laughs> when I don't know if you ever bought it, people that buy houses is that you have to sign again. Yeah. And when I signed it with my right hand, they didn't believe that that was me the uh, first time. So I had to like, no, that was me. I broke my hand. Of course, I went into detail and told the cool story <laughs> about it. It was not like I, you know, slammed my hand on the on the ground and yeah. I had to tell him how I whooped some dude from Canada, <laughs> fought three rounds with a broken hand and won a title. Yeah. So <laughs> trying to sound cool. And my last fight, uh, I took about a year off because I didn't think I was going to fight. And again, do you have and at the, at any point in this MMA career, do you have kids yet? No. Okay. All right. No. God. No. No. That would be really hard to do with kids. Um. This was back in 2013 was my last fight. So I hadn't been training for a while. Um, but a buddy of mine calls me up and says, hey, man, I got a fight for you about this dude out of Indiana. Really good fighter. He's 6'5", 170 pounds. I think you could take him, though. 
<laughs> and he's like, I want you to be the main event. I'm like, dude, I've never been a main event before. Yeah. Like, Let's get it. <clears throat> so I remember telling my wife, I'm like, hey, Cindy, I want to I wanna do this fight. And I mind you, I hadn't been training hardly at all. Man. And she thinks you're, yeah, you were oh, done with and this? And she thing. was like, really? <laughs> you really want to do a fight? Like, I'm like, yeah, I, I think I could do this. And being the wonderful supportive wife she is, she was okay with it. Yeah. Um, and I, but then as soon as I got off the phone, I stepped on the scale and I was like 198 pounds. And what'd you have to be? 170. <laughs> and this was, and I had tickets to country concert that year too. So it's like, oh man. And how, how far away is it? I was seven weeks out of the fight. Okay, right. So this was early, this was, I think, beginning of June. <laughs> and my fight was like July 28th or something like that. So I'm like, you know what? I can do this. So I get down to about 176 in time for country concert. Yeah. Come back from country concert. I'm in country concert. I'm like, I'm be good. I'm be good. But once it hits your lips, yeah. oh yeah. And uh, <laughs> I come back from country concert like 190. Like, oh my god, <laughs> I got three weeks to drop 20 pounds. So I'm eating celery for breakfast, yeah. drinking like chewing on ice cubes to do. I mean, the super not healthy way to do it. Yeah. And it just completely changes your mindset. Like I'm mean. I, I don't want to say I was mean to my wife, but I was very short. Irritable. Like, just very irritable. Yeah. Like, I just want this to be done. Yeah. And um, we get to the fight. I step on the scale, and I'm 167. I'm like, ah, oh, damn, I, I lost three pounds more than I should have. <laughs> so then really, I'm like, I really want to smack this guy around. Like, I yeah. really want to just, that, that rage came in now, but I'm also trying to stay calm. And what really was made it more difficult is the guy that I fought was like the nicest guy in the world. Yeah. Like backstage, he's like, "Hey man, you know, good luck. You know, hope, hope we get through this." I'm like, "Screw you, man." <laughs> you made me go to what sixty-seven, yeah, right? So we come out and you know, main event it was awesome, and we touched gloves. And right, what what bothered me about this guy, and this is the only thing that bothered me about him, is that we go to touch gloves, and right after we touch gloves, he throws starts throwing punches, like literally as my hands coming down. Uh, you know, kind of an unspoken yeah. rule, like touch gloves. It's allowed, res- but you reset, yeah. and then we start smacking. And uh, so he starts throwing jabs. I'm like, all right, I'm like, oh, let's get it. And then he throws this kick that hits me in the elbow. I, I catch it, and uh, he hits me in the elbow, and I start really, like, let's go bring it. Like that yeah. wasn't nothing, even though my elbow is like, oh, that really hurt. <laughs> and uh, I mean, like I said, the dude was six five, so I've been working overhand right the whole oh. time. Just you know, bite down your mouth guard, overhand right. Pray it connects. So this dude throws this kick, and I'm like, oh, let's go. Bring it on. And he, like, fakes at me, and then I throw that overhand right and just connect flush. Yeah. And then the left comes by, and as his limp body is falling to the ground, the left misses, which opens my right hammer fist, and I come down and just square right on his face. <laughs> and, yeah. That fight lasted 10 seconds. 10 seconds? 10 seconds. Really? And what was so, oh, my God. So let me <laughs> yeah. So you, you know where we're getting all exactly. this seven weeks of just losing weight. This exactly. is the agony of this. T- but ex- but ex- and, you it know, doesn't matter at that. At, at, the, at the moment, it was you don't awesome. care about it. Yeah. At the yeah. moment, I didn't. But backstage, I did. It's like, damn it, dude. I wanted a war. Like, I wanted yeah. a war. Yeah. But, you know, looking back, it's like, I'm okay. Yeah. He's not, though, because I ended up breaking his jaw. Oh, and, man. Like, you take the you know the whole the the mentality of the sport has this idea that I'm gonna eat your throat, I'm yeah. out to kill you. That's the exact opposite of yeah. what the sport of MMA is. It's very respectful for the most part. Um you see all these people talking smack online like like Conor McGregor and Colby Cuffin, like they do that to get paid. Yeah. Um I when when the promoter called me a couple of days later and was like, Yeah, dude, you broke his jaw, man. That was like, dude, good fight. I'm like, Oh man, like yeah. 
he he got he has to live nine you know bro people break their jaws they get it wired shut yeah. you have to drink through a straw like that sucks man yeah. so i reached out to him like look dude i'm so sorry man like i didn't obviously you know i'm sorry i didn't mean to do that yeah, yeah. like it, you know and he was like dude it happens man you know good luck yada 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 so yeah still a pretty cool story to tell yeah. eight years later but <laughs> But yeah, I connected that. It was one of those punches where you don't feel it because it just connects yeah. flush. And then watching the video afterwards, it's like, dude, I did that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, so that was your last. That fight. was my last one, man. Dude, yeah, I, I was gonna go. I, I kept selling this thing. I wanted to go pro after this. I wanted to start making a little bit of money. Um, but that's when my wife and I were like, "All right, you know, start getting serious about trying to have kids and all this whatnot, and right? starting a family and." It just you realize that the time and effort it takes to for the training and the mm-hmm. weight cut and the diet, the discipline it takes, it's like, dude, this is exhausting. Yeah. yeah. Plus getting getting punched for a living isn't really that much yeah. fun. <laughs> so so have the decision to be like, hey, let's start a family was kind of the end. Yeah. Like made this oh, yeah. isn't easier, I guess yeah. I would imagine. Yep. And plus like my wife is amazing. She's absolutely amazing. She's been a godsend to me. I'm not saying that just to suck up to her when she listens to this. Mm-hmm. She absolutely is phenomenal. Well, let's hope she listens. Yeah, to right. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll make her listen. Don't worry. But hey, baby, listen to this. I talk you up really big this time. <laughs> um, but the she's been to every single one of my fights, but mm-hmm. never watched one of them. Oh, really? And well, because it's scary. Yeah, it, like yeah. it's it's scary to see somebody up there you care about do this. Yeah, and that stress, I just I didn't want to put it on her anymore. I didn't want to put it on me because I was mean. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I was mean the, the after leading up to the last fight. Yeah, like I, I that's not that's not who I want to be. Um, so I was my the plan was initially to take a few months off, and you know get my mind right, get my body where I feel comfortable. If I do want to fight again, where it's not a big of a stress on me to lose the weight. Oh, okay. But it's all right. So that couple months then turned into a year, then turned into yeah. Two years and it's like, and then kids start then, coming. Then, then kids and now it's like, you know what? It's fun to reminisce about, but yeah. Was yeah. there was there in in that time after after your last fight? Was there people saying, "Hey, oh, I yeah. got this fight"? Or oh yeah, it? yeah, oh yeah. Uh, so actually, what was really cool is Bellator, and then they actually oh, really? reached out. They sent me a message saying, "Hey man, you know we saw your last fight. This this was awesome. We want you to get hooked up with the NAAFS, which is a pro- professional promotion in Ohio." That you know, get a couple of pro fights under your belt, and then you know we're very you know, we got our eyes on you. Basically, yeah. it's like, dude, that sounds awesome. Like Bellator, man, that's got to be yeah. such a strong pull to, yeah. and then just be like, no, nah, man, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, but like you see, you have to have a full time job when you do it too. Like you can't, yeah. you know, yeah, you make you know two two grand a fight to you spend that in training leading <laughs> yeah. up to it. Like it's <laughs> then you got these guys in the UFC that are doing this for a living, but. I just I can't. Yeah. I, didn't, I, I didn't want to do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Plus, like my first MMA fight, I was a kindergarten teacher. So showing up to school <laughs> on Monday, wondering, Mister Allen, why is your eye black? Yeah. I had all these crazy stories, and when I broke my hand, I had to go. I was a phys ed teacher at, at the school, and uh, I didn't tell the kids at the charter school I was an MMA fighter because we we're trying to talk to them like you know fighting's bad. Yeah, yeah. You know, yada yada yada. And here I am going on a weekend getting fights, <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, but when I broke my hand, I told the kids at school that I dropped a weight on it. Yeah. <laughs> and broke it. And they're like, oh, man, that stings. And one time I, I had a black eye, from, like a really black eye from training. And, they, you know, showing up to school, the kid's like, why well, you got a black eye? You must have gotten a fight. 
I'm like, nah, I, this is the story. I was like, I dropped, I tried to get in our apartment. I dropped my keys. And as I dropped my keys, my wife opened the door and hit me in the eye with the doorknob. <laughs> and the kids are like, oh man, that stinks. And in my head, I'm like, Jesus, these kids don't believe anything. <laughs> kids do believe it. I know, right? Well, raising kids, that's, that's the, 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 you lie to your kids so much <laughs> all the time. And it's because it's just nothing. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's just you, cause you have I'm to. trying to protect them. Yeah. yeah. And it's just but, about little stuff. Like, well, if you eat that, this is going to happen. And but like, no, it's not. there were a couple of kids that I, that knew that I, at, at the school that knew I fought because they're boxers. Mm-hmm. Actually, a couple of them are pro boxers now. Oh, wow. And uh, so I went and trained with them at their, at their gym with, I mean, not with the kid himself. Yeah. At, the, at that gym though. Yeah. Um, but so they knew, like when I'm telling their class, he's looking at me like, "Really, man? Like you got all these scrapes on your face, like, yeah. and you got a broken hand, like, bro, you got an MMA fight this yeah. week." Yeah. Well, they, and you could never get away with that now. No, because it's all the it's <laughs> internet, all, yeah. And everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so you're done. You and you start raising family. How many kids do you have? Three. Three. Right? Okay. Yeah. But then after MMA, I decided one of my buddies, Brad Fields, I'll give him a shout out. He owns Netties over on Fearing. He uh. He wrote me into playing football. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the semi-pro. So I played semi-pro for a couple years, too. Yeah, and that was interesting. (laughs) Did you have kids while you were playing football? So actually, Cindy was pregnant with Addison when I was playing football for the Thunder. Yeah, so 2015, I started playing. Well, I played football for the Northwest Ohio Knights for a few games. That was interesting. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> um, and then we, Brad Fields and Jamie Young started up the Toledo Thunder again mm-hmm. and wanted me to come play for them. So I played. That's when I dusted off the old quarterback arm. Or oh, yeah. Quarterback for me. That was a blast. Yeah. That was yeah. so much fun. Because then I got a couple of my buddies to come play with me, too. Yeah. My buddy Tom played at, at Toledo. He was a big tight end for the Rockets. So it's like, dude, come out and play, man. You can yeah. smack him around. Uh, Sean Joplin came out and was playing with us. He was a good receiver at BG. My okay. buddy Dan Shifley played with us. He was an O lineman at Ashland. So, you know, get these guys that you know talk about playing D one ball, yeah. D two ball. It's like, hey man, I can compete though, bro. So <laughs> that was a lot of fun because yeah. Brad and Jamie, we and you know, we got some of the guys around that. And it, for people that are, aren't familiar with semi pro football, you you pay a flat fee and you play. Yeah. Um, so we get some interesting individuals that decided they wanted to come play. Yep. So to get all of the, and we were good, we didn't lose a game. And to get all of those those people, those players on the same, going in the same direction. Yeah. We, you know, talk about culture in high school football. You, you know, we get we built that culture there for that 2015 season with those guys that were really freaking good. Yeah. We just got to keep our personal lives in check. Yeah. And it's different when, when you're all adults, big time, it's different. big time, because yeah. adults have opinions. <laughs> and sometimes those opinions is like, oh, that's pretty selfish or that's really stupid, man. But yeah. Can't yeah. tell them that or they're going to want to fight. <laughs> um, there's a couple we got in a couple scraps of practice. Oh, but yeah. Th- those were good. Like, I, it, I, yeah. I played was, I played two years. Yeah. Of football, and yeah. It, it was it's good because now it's like, all right. We got our differences out. We fought a little bit. Now let's go have a beer. Let's go relax. Like let's, yeah. we're on the same team, man. Yeah. Let, let's let's hang out. So it was a lot of fun. Yeah. But then after that season, actually, we found out Cindy was pregnant towards the end of the year. So it's like I'm done, man. I can't, yeah. I can't play anymore. Yeah. That that is the end of the athletic career. Athletic career. <laughs> but it was time, man. I was sure. 30 years old competing against. Uh, Competing with and against guys that are like 19, 20, 21. Yeah. Like Pee Wee Gambrell, rest in peace. He, he passed away a couple of years ago, but he was on, he played with us for the Thunder and he played at Ohio State. Yeah. Like 
that's some pretty serious athleticism playing with guys like that. Mm-hmm. It's like, why well, right, I can't, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to have to tap out a little bit <laughs> on this, this football game, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. So now you get your, you said, you know, you're super competitive all the time. Now yeah. you get that just by coaching. Well, yeah. By coaching. And yeah. I try, you know, that, that focus you have, that focus I did for MMA and football, I've tried to focus in on my kids and everything they're doing. So, yeah. Just like yeah. any dad. Yeah, because you, you also help coach when you're, you're when Addie's team, right? T-ball, Addie's T-ball team, yeah. Addie and Sophie's soccer teams. And when Carter's old enough, I'll coach all of his stuff yeah. too. So. I always tell parents when I coach a little league, I was like, when I have a parent meeting, I go, just let you know, I'm a high school football coach. Not that I'm I'm just saying that because sometimes some of that might come out. I go, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good at keeping those levels apart. Uh, but sometimes that might happen. They just laugh. I mean, I've been around for so long that yeah. a lot, most people know me. But right. yeah, it's it is. Uh, I mean, it's still coaching, but it's, t- it's totally Dude, different. It's, especially <laughs> three year old soccer. Yeah. It's like just kick the ball yeah. and run. Yeah. <laughs> don't be high. Don't yeah. be high. Don't be high. No be high. Come back over here. Don't pick. Up, don't pick those flowers that are six yard or six hundred yards away. They just run away and. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Just more wrangling them in and letting them have some fun with it. Yeah. That. So of of everything that we just talked about in the last hour, it's been an hour already. Um, yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Um, it's funny. Everyone says that. Yeah. I I I don't feel it as much because I'm always looking just yeah. to just to make sure everything's working okay. I get to talk about myself. <laughs> the, and that's the best part. So yeah. I think it's like so. A lot of people ask me what you know what's the podcast about or, or what do you do or is it hard and because some people know I produce podcasts and they want to want to do it too. Right. I said, well, I I'm I'm uh, lazy as far as the podcast <laughs> part of it because I invite people on and they're the content. I don't have to do anything beforehand right. or after. all I got to do before is like, hey, here's my address. You know, come right. come record this podcast. But the the guest provides the content. Yeah. I just got to be a good interviewer. Right. Uh, when guests aren't doing a good job yeah. or you know, I I I love interviewing like high school kids. Like I just interviewed Miles uh, Miles Tackett's. And he was a really good talker, and uh, he was he was a, a good guest. But sometimes with high school kids, they don't know how to have conversations, right. really, really good conversations. Yeah. So it pulls like I gotta I, I like it because it makes me work harder to become a better interviewer. Right, and and it works out really good because they say stuff that they don't think they're even going to talk about. Right, you know, and I like that stuff. Yeah, I like I've, I've <laughs> I'm I was excited. I don't really. People joke with me with me about this saying I like talking about myself, but I've I've had a pretty interesting athletic career, yeah, and or even interesting life up to this point mm-hmm. where I like I don't, I'll talk about it. It's fun. Well, people when I ask them to come on or even come on the other one I I did at the Metro Parks, um, well, what am I I'm not what am I going to talk about? I go everybody loves to talk about themselves. Oh yeah, they just don't know they like to yeah. talk about it. and they don't like to tell other people they like talk about themselves or they're arrogant yeah, or they're, yeah. you know, they're considered conceited or anything like that. Like, not, oh, you know, 95% of people that come on this podcast yeah. or, or any podcast, they, they don't talk about themselves, right. but that's the point of this. Like here's, here's your, your one time or in some cases a couple of times that you do get to do it and that's okay. Cause this is what it's for. And what I've loved about it is, you know, the old Bruce Springsteen song glory days, like, reliving some yeah, of that stuff that's some yeah. cool memories yeah. to have and, and, and you're it, and you're not gonna randomly do it at at a frickers you know because that's weird then that's <laughs> people weird. like what is this guy talking yeah. about he wants to fight me <laughs> so so back to my question of all the stuff you've talked about yeah what do you think you're most um proud of and let's leave family out of it okay. because that's gonna, gonna say, be number one obviously that's, number one yeah. is my my beautiful children yes um i think what i'm the most proud of is Actually, 
setting my focus. Like when we talk about when I first started training MMA, mm-hmm. how this little nerdy guy just twisted me up and destroyed me. I went in with a goal like, I want to do this. Mm-hmm. And then that that gave me the physical skills to be a better person. Like I know I felt comfortable going out if there was ever a conflict to settle that conflict with words. But then if it got physical, I could take care of myself. Mm-hmm. And then how that evolved after my first MMA fight that, okay, now I know I can physically take care of myself. Now I need to learn to control my emotions so Mm -hmm. I don't get exhausted and have that adrenaline dump. And unknowingly, that made me such a better person. That made me a better teacher. That made me a better friend. That made me a better father and a better coach because I I I don't get too high and I don't get too low. I, I can maintain that, that emotional struggle that a lot of people have and they, that they can't maintain. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I can help people. I help some, some of the students and some of the parents of my students at school try to maintain that, that level of, I don't want to say mental health because I'm not a mental health counselor or anything like that, but I understand where the struggles are coming from and how mm-hmm. to help guide them through it just by being friends with your own mind. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's not, it's a pretty deep, thing that i learned from that but that's what i'm most proud of that what's something that you still carries yeah yeah. it still carries i don't carry me until the day i die so that that's what i'm and but you know winning a couple mma belts is pretty cool yeah you still get to look at those (laughs) and i still get they're hanging in my basement dust them off every once in a while first people whenever whenever anybody comes out of my basement that's the first thing they see it's like yeah and i got an x-ray in my hand and when i broke it oh dude you broke your hand yeah man let me tell you about it (laughs) let me tell you well now you can say listen to this episode (laughs) yeah listen to this podcast yeah all right man well thanks for uh, coming on the podcast thanks man this was fun thanks to perrysburg football coach gary allen for being on the podcast today yeah, uh, and he had to. He li- he's lived a life, and it's he's only up to I don't know mid thirties. I didn't even ask him how old he was. Um, so it was uh, great to hear all that in- info. I've been picking stuff up throughout the summer. Uh, this is the first time I've been coaching with him, so it's cool to to get all the info, all the details, and all, a lot of that stuff he's done. So uh, thanks again. Thanks to Real JP Multimedia, Big Daddy Graphics, Perrysburg Junior High STEM Lab, and Cuttlefish Graphics for helping out the podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, the Princess Pod with Lillian. Lillian, how's it going? Good. Yeah? It's been a while since you've been on, huh? Yeah. We have an audience member, too. Mateo's here watching us. Yeah. Can... <laughs> <laughs> so what do you want to come on and talk about the podcast? Um, We have these businesses. We have... Oh, businesses. We have lemonade, okay. and we have rubber band bracelets. We make out of rubber bands, and... Yeah. We have this club, Art and Sports Club, and we have a dance. Um, it's September something. September something? I don't we, know. we don't know yet because when the construction's over. Yeah. yeah, when the construction's over on our road. Yeah. Yeah. Is that it? No. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> so these businesses, what uh, what made you want to do these businesses? Um... I think because we had nothing to do in the summer because yeah. all this stuff was like so hot mm. and so we had to set it up in the shade and we had to find like the best spots. Yeah. Sometimes we did it in the sun, but then our table got like so hot. Yeah. Yeah, but when we touched it, we was like, let me move it back. Oh. So, so what do you like better, the lemonade or the bracelets? 
Um, we <clears throat> we sell them together. I know, but which ones do you like better? Um, probably. Mm, I don't know. That's hard. Yeah. I think rubber bands because your fingers are getting the workout. Yeah. <laughs> you like to give your fingers a workout? Yeah. <laughs> well, also like lemonade because it's usually hot when we make it. And it's yummy? Yeah. You like lemonade, huh? Yeah. Yeah. But the seeds in it, we try to spit them out. Yeah. Well, that's when you get the fresh squeeze lemonade. Yeah. 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 I don't really like seeds, though. They're... Then you'll, you'll grow a lemon in your um, tummy yeah. if you put seeds in there. Oh, okay. <laughs> Mateo. Um, <laughs> school started. You had one day of school. Uh-huh. Yeah, how was that? Good. Yeah? Yeah. What was your favorite part of the, your first day? Um, recess, because we got to play whoever with we want. Whoever we want. Yeah, because last year it was different, right? Mm-hmm. What, what was how, how was it different? It was, there was certain zones that we had to play at. Oh, and you couldn't cross zones? Yeah. Yeah, but now you get to be with any friend, right? hmm Nice. My worst part of school was sip breaks. We take four a day, and I only get 16 sips a day. It's a <laughs> horror. I hope my teacher doesn't listen to it. <laughs> it should be all right. Well, you you can take bigger sips. You can take a little bit bigger sips. I know, but she says always to take little tiny sips. <laughs> like this big. Do you get four sips each break? Three you, sips each break. It's three? Yeah. Well, because you said you had four sip breaks. So four times three is 12. Oh. So you get 12 drinks or do you do four sips each so, time? Like I do like a sip in the morning, sip after recess, sip. While we're packing up, and and another random sip, and another random sip, <laughs> huh? What? Maybe. Yeah, I pack up then and do specials. Yeah. It's weird, yeah, because <laughs> we do specials at like the end of the day, then we just go home. Oh, okay. It the bus the bus this year is like so long. Yeah. Seven kids at the bus stop? Yeah. And there's so much mosquitoes. Yeah, that's all right. That that won't last for forever, though. I know. Yeah. So, what's the plan for today? I don't know. Playing with my friends and... Yeah, I got to mow the lawn today. Playing with my dollhouse and... (laughs) Playing with my Legos and... Nothing else. (laughs) (laughs) What? No, I want to bag it today because it's long. Sorry. All right. Well, thanks for coming on the podcast, talking about your businesses. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize they were, are they BBB accredited? What do you mean? <laughs> are you accredited with the BBB? No. I don't know what that means. You're not part of the business, Better Business Bureau? No. Oh. What does that All mean? Right. I'm just... What is this man talking about? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Bye.